Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. of the Pacific, a weekend getaway from the hustle and bustle of Taiwanese cities. Welcome to In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. That is from Roger Tsin, who is a Taiwanese filmmaker that was part of a series on introducing Taiwan for Discovery Channel. Now Roger is an independent producer slash director who founded his own media company when he was in Singapore and now works freelance on all kinds of documentaries and projects. He loves English and learning about the world, so he used to love reading Time magazine and Newsweek. He pitches ideas and projects to foreign media channels like CNN, BBC, Al Jazeera, Discovery, and National Geographic. Last week he ended by talking about how he would pitch his ideas to his team and they would give him disapproving comments. But today, we're going to continue to find out if he stops right there, or if he continues to argue about the fact that he has a great idea and it needs to be made into a film. You don't try to get a second or third or fourth opinion? Well, I, I would still check maybe over lunch, you know, over dinner. I would check with my mom. I would check with my sister. They could be the better judges other than my colleagues who are very cynical. <laughs> they are the cynical filmmakers, you know, sometimes they are not a good judges. So I would chill with my mom, with my sisters, my wife. Sometimes I would chill with my kids, even they are just four. It's very, very difficult to tell a good story to kids <laughs> because the, the attention span is, yes. is really, really short. Let's say finally you went back to your writer, mm -hmm. you persuaded them, and they yeah. think that's great. And because if, you said, my mom said this, and my mom said, my sister said this, and my four-year-old daughter said this, so we're going to go with this idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then what happens? And, and if the writer really likes the idea, I will ask him or her to, can we come up with that with one pager, with one All page right. concept, which I think is a critical phase oh, of yeah. a concept or program development. Right. Because sometimes you think it's an idea. But on the paper, it looks not. For one pager, is super important. Then from one pager, you can pitch to people who might think this is interesting to them. Right. So from there, then maybe you can get a web series. Do you pitch to Taiwan's local media companies? Not really. Not really. Because, I mean, what my interest is, is that I really like, you know, internationalizing the local story. Mm. I want to tell a story to a wider audience, not just to the Taiwan audience. Okay. Yeah. And then what's the next step? Let's say you pitch it to that one pager to, you know, some foreign company. Mm -hmm. And they say, yeah, mm -hmm. we want to go with this. So mm -hmm. what's the next step? And then later they will get back to you and ask you to come up with a budget uh -huh. and schedule, which is also very important because yes. without a decent budget and sometimes they, the deadline is too short and that would be really, really crazy. Here you need to make sure commercially and it makes sense to your company, not just budget. Sometimes, you know, schedule is very, very important. So if you have the budget and schedule sorted, I think it should be okay. And then what's the next thing? Then after after that? that, you will assemble a production team. What does that mean? Cameraman, writer, director, production assistant. Director is you, no? Sometimes director is me. Oh, okay. But sometimes we hire uh, more directors. If oh. the timeline is really, really, you know, short, and we need to have more people on board. How do you get this team of people together? 
So that's why you're building connections. Yeah, it's not like you go to a networking, you know, event or something. Sometimes you just go to a bar and you bump into a director. You bump into a writer. You do that? Yeah. Okay. You know, sometimes your friend will introduce, recommend other good people. To you, yeah. So ninety percent of it happens via informal occasions. You find a director, and yeah. then it's his job to yeah. get a, the cast. Yeah, is that right? And sometimes I think creative job is not just creative job. Sometimes it's about people management. Yeah, you need to make that's a big part. Yeah, that's a big part. You need to make everyone involved happy. Right. Is that why sometimes you choose not to be the director because you know it's just too tiring? You yeah, you let somebody else. That's right. If you are. Producer and director at the same time is like a big contradiction. Yeah. You are controlling the budget、uh-huh. while you want to make the film great. You know, <laughs> so it's yeah. So, so that's why sometimes we get other people to be the director or producer. Let's say for this particular project,、mm-hmm. you let somebody else be the director.、Mm-hmm. Are you then totally out of the picture now? No. Or you still. So I will oversee the whole process. I'll make sure the you you'll be the producer. Yes. Ah. Yes. Yeah. So sometimes the producer is busier than the director. That's right. That's right. Pressure you, is more so than the director. That's right. Director is just you know I want to write a good script. I want to produce a good show, but my job is I need to make sure that everything is on track, everything is on budget, everything is on schedule. schedule. To be honest, that's not easy. <laughs> <Yeah> . I know you had to be there at every single session, whether、yes. it's in the filming or the decision making or the meeting or whatever. Yes. So you're you're there, even though you're not a director. Yes. You know, I think people, general audience, get the wrong idea thinking the director is the most important mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the most busy, and you know the pressure is all on him.、Mm-hmm. When actually, I realized that not so. Yeah, I mean, even in bu- this business, you are dealing with people's emotion on a daily basis. You are dealing with people's emotions, people with big egos, people who's got the emotional problems. You are dealing with all kinds of people every day. You're not only a producer and director; you might be also be a psychiatrist on the side. Sometimes <laughs> that's right. That's right. You you get people to feel happy. Working around you, and I think that's a big talent. Yes, and so then maybe there'll be a lot of times where you had to compromise, right?、Mm-hmm. That's right. I also have faith in、oh, okay. believing, like people, like everyone wants to get the job done. Everyone wants to produce a good program, a good film. No matter the challenges in between, we need to believe in this. But let's say a particular actress、mm-hmm. for the the project, you know, just having a nervous breakdown, and time is running short.、Mm-hmm. She might just say, "Forget it. I'm not working today." And so, then tomorrow comes around, and she says, "I don't feel like working today、yeah. either." How do you deal with that? So sometimes, you know, it's very important to identify who is the best person <laughs> to deal with this. If I'm dealing with a emotional actress, and I don't think I'm the best person to deal with her on this, but it's very important from day one. I need to identify who is the best person from my crew to deal with situation like this. You're not talking about to find the best, you know, actress to work with. You're talking about who can deal with this actress when she has a breakdown. Yes, because situation like this happens. Because you all want the time. her anyway. Yes, no all the time.、What. So from day one, you know. Sometimes there's no show, right? Yeah. They just don't show up. So you need to find, like, you know, someone in your crew who people can trust. Now you're telling me the crew is more important than yeah. The- The cast. Yes. So don't ever look down at these production assistants. Sometimes one key, very important production assistant, can change everything. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. 
Can you talk about one particular project that you felt really proud of? Okay, I, I remember that I was doing this project about bitter nut girls. Oh, bitter nut yes, girls and yes. the industry uh-huh. for Al Jazeera. Okay. Back then, that was for Al Jazeera Arabic, not okay. English. That was for <laughs> Arabic services. So that was huge challenge to me. The crew, it was me from Taiwan, Taiwanese producer. The correspondent was from Syria. The camera guy is from... You traveled to these places? No. Did you? No, you, in, you in Taiwan. Okay, you didn't yeah. have to travel to those places. So like. we, we gather in Taiwan. So the camera from, from France, the oh, correspondent wow. from Damascus, okay. Syria. And we need to do this in Arabic. And of course, I speak zero Arabic. Even the language was a huge challenge. And the French cameraman didn't really speak English. English. So it's English, a little bit of French and Arabic and sometimes Chinese and Taiwanese going on everywhere. Thanks to the translators that you find. Yeah. And so that was the process of, of making this feature was a big challenge. But at the end, it came out really, really well. And we were under, you know, huge time pressure. I'm sure. Within a week, we need to, we need to produce two features. Oh, my goodness. Imagine, like, fixing, researching, writing, filming, editing. The Doha headquarters, they really, really liked the idea. Actually, it did really, really well. I think it's one of the highest rated news features for the Arabic services. And of course, you know, Bitter Night Girls was very exotic. Yes. And it's very visually it's right. interesting. Probably for our listeners, you know, some probably don't know what Bidona is, but um, it's, a, it's a stimulant mm-hmm. that a lot of uh, truck drivers mm-hmm. or, you know, people who work long hours, whatever, it's mm-hmm. a stimulant. Mm-hmm. So you kind of chew on it. Yeah. So it's called a Bidonut. Yeah. I tried one before. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah, so that's a very Taiwanese culture. Yeah. Bidonut culture. And also, yes. I think why it's also very important because, you know, for Arabic viewers, scantily clad, oh. you know, girls, it's <laughs> Yes, it's I forgot forbidden. to say that. It's right. forbidden. But we, we did this piece, I think, from cultural, from economic perspective. It's not just like, okay, we show you some like bikini girls. No, mm. it's not my perspective. It's not my idea. And we wanted to talk about Taiwanese agriculture. We wanted to talk about Taiwanese economy. So that's why I think to me, it was really, really successful. I can't believe that you actually produced that in two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And you say 15-minute program per, each. Yes. That is a lot of work. I yes. mean, if it were two minutes or three-minute program, I couldn't understand. But Yeah. So wow. imagine, I, I remember it was 16 hours a day, every <sighs> day. So we drove along around Xinzhu and Taoyuan, where you have lots of like bitternut trees. Yes. Oh, okay. And we need to went back again to Taipei to interview all the experts uh-huh. from the agriculture ministry, from the, you know, economics really? it's, it's within a week you need to make sure all this interview will happen good job <laughs> so, i mean without having seen this yeah. I, i'm sure you did a really really good job that's amazing okay well your job sounds really exciting but i'm sure that you're you know it's costing your health mm-hmm. so you better take good care of your health take vitamin b sure thank you <laughs> but uh, before we say goodbye though maybe i'll pop your question here what's the first thing you think of when i say the color green the color and something green. related to taiwan Beetle nut. <laughs> <laughs> beetle nut is green, right? Yeah. It is green. The beetle it nut is leaf green. is green. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This beetle, um, it's it's hard, fibrous little thing. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, you just chew on it. And mm. when you spit it out, it's all red, you know, bloody kind of stuff, yeah. actually. It sounds really gross. It really is. 
but uh, it's supposed to be a very good stimulant, something green, all right? <laughs> that is a very Taiwanese culture thing, you know. It's so Taiwanese, yeah. yeah. And the fact that Roger was talking about the scantily clad beetle nut girls, people who sell these are usually girls, and they stand in these booths, glass enclosures, and they're wearing bikinis or you know you know I don't know bling bling costumes or whatever, and and then so they sell beetle nut. And You're so trying to attract the truck drivers, right? Attract the truck drivers. Yeah, sometimes you find these booths they run after the other in a line, and so you know in places where it's more industrial, mm -hmm. probably because you know that there'll be a lot of truck drivers yeah. around there. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. In two minutes, we talked about something that's very Taiwanese. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Roger. Good luck with everything you do. Thank you. And uh, I can't wait to see more of your production. I'm sure that you, among other people, are letting the world see Taiwan thank through you. your productions. Yeah. Thank you. Good Thank luck. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. And here's the rest of that short feature that Rogerson did for Discovery Channel about introducing Taiwan. And it's about the Jingguashi town in New Taipei City, noted for its historic gold and copper mines. For In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. In the far eastern reaches of Asia lies a lost town in the shadow of a mountain. For almost four centuries, the mountain in northern Taiwan has served as a magnet for global greed. From Europe's age of discovery to Japan's colonial empire, Jinguashu has made and broken thousands of ambitious men. Today, the town is but a shadow of its former glory, but its winding streets still echo with memories of the past. Taiwan, the seventh month of the lunar calendar, is ghost month, when the gates of hell open and the spirits of the dead walk the streets. Jinguashua Mountain, having claimed the lives of many a man, the residents in the town below are especially careful to observe the rites and rituals. They light fireworks, burn paper money. Taoyuan City is holding a talent competition for migrant workers interested in singing and dancing. Call 0223661368 by June 30th to sign up for the event. There will be a maximum cash prize of 14,000 Taiwan dollars. This ad is sponsored by the Taoyuan City's Labor Department. <laughs> 